Yes, sir. Come on, look who's in the studio today, huh? What do you say? Let's go, babe. We missed it. We missed it. Okay. So is that? I think that's like four that we missed. There four or five. Four, What's up, everybody? Four for thirty-two. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's the All Day Every Day Show with All Day AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin. Come on, guys! Our second, our second episode that is powered by Dimers. Now I have some information for you today regarding Dimers because for the football season for the first six weeks of the season, Dimers.com has teamed up with an online sportsbook, Twin Spires, as the official season launch content partner to kick off the NFL season. Established in 1996 for horse racing, Twin Spires, formerly known as Bet America, is owned by the famous Churchill Downs. Its sportsbook, which launched in 2018, has since been brought up under the Twin Spires name to provide American bettors with a complete sports betting, horse racing, and casino platform. Currently available in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee, with New Jersey also launching shortly. Twin Spires are currently offering Dimers.com readers a $1,000 risk-free bet upon sign-up. To sign up and to support the All Day Everyday Show in the process, head over to our official page, www.dimers.com backslash A-D-E-D. Click on the Twin Spires link and follow the prompts to sign up. Okay, so we are through Let's our go, second man. ad read for us, man. It feels like we're getting Sheesh. a little bit more professional. Um, Manny, why don't you say this lovely gentleman that is sitting next to us, explain your relationship, why this all happened, and what we're doing today. Yo, this is this is fucking crazy, y'all. Like, first of all, this is my guy. Like, top two, top three coaches I ever had in my life. One of the best basketball coaches I ever had. If you... The definition of a player's coach. Like, the first, I'm, I'm going to get into who he is, what he does, but this is the coach that you get yelled at, you can pull out the game in the first two minutes. Like, you go to him and talk to him like, yo, man, can you just build me up real quick? Well, Stephen Thompson, my guy, basketball trainer, fitness trainer, ex-coach, ex-college athlete. Got like, what didn't you do, man? Former, the, former. Not former, ex. yeah, former, <laughs> former. Give the, people, give the people a little introduction to who you are, what you get into, man. Nah, I... For the rest of my life, I want Manny to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. No, Matt, Matt, you know, the feelings are mutual, Matt. Manny's my guy, you know. Uh, when I started at Pencrest, he, he, he was, uh, his crew was, I still talked to all of them, you know, and that was, what, five years ago now? Shoot. Yeah. It's okay, a while oh, back. Man, but uh, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, this is amazing what you guys are doing. Uh, obviously, I'm a big fan. I'll, you know, right on the show, I'm be honest, I reached out to Manny and said, yo, I want to be on your show. That you know, was, I'm going to be honest, yo, that was like the dopest thing, yo. Because like, <laughs> cool. like, for like, for two, three years, I'm looking up to this dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to him for advice. I'm talking to him about girls on the bench. I'm talking to him about school. <laughs> nah, that's all basketball. One day, <laughs> one, one, day, one day, he just hits you up to hop on the pod. And I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> huh? Like, I screenshot texted you right away. Like, that right. shit is just, it's crazy, man. What do you say? Full circle moments, though. Yeah, that I always preach the full circle moments. And that's why it's kind of cool for me because, you know, I obviously haven't met you or have really known your relationship with Manny. So to kind of hear the stories and how you are, are running through everything that you've gone through and, and all that is super cool because, you know, obviously you're someone that we looked up to, up to as well, just because we know what you're doing and we know the road that that 
you know, that path that you took and how hard that is because we're kind of essentially in a different field are doing that, you know, essentially that same thing. Um, So to be able to to talk to you about that kind of stuff is super cool. So just give us a little background on on everything you got going on. Um, Yeah, we're super excited to have you here. Yeah, so like Manny said, I'm a former basketball coach, but um, it's in the future for sure. But right now, you know, I'm a proud owner of two training facilities, um, both both located in South Philadelphia. Um, I got uh, it pretty diverse in a sense of I offer everything on the table. Um, That was kind of my goal when I opened the second one. So my first facility was just a studio boutique more or less. Um, more for private, small groups, because that's what I do right now. I'm a personal trainer. This is my sixth year being, um, well, like five and a half years now being a business owner, you know, independent business owner. And um, what what I did in this past January was open a warehouse, 3,000 square feet. It's got a brand new um, NBA regulation basketball court. Well, it's a half court, but it's the, the rim itself is – breakaway rim they told me Shaq can dunk hang on it but <laughs> I saw Shaq break rim so I don't know but, right, right. but you know all the kids hang on it. it's breakaway rim it's brand new court at, you know something I really took pride in and uh, it's called the Plex Fitness Academy um, ask me behind the name more or less I, I always think of something simple you know Alex is gonna say yo dad I'm going to the Plex real quick right. I'm going to the, you know that's so, fire right. too right. Yeah, that's fire right. yo, where you at yo I'm at the Plex right? <laughs> yeah so that that's the reason behind the name. My first gym, well, the gym I just opened, I just call it Stephen Thompson Lee Training. That's who it is. Just me. Yeah, we see the merch. We see the, see merch. the merch. There you go. See there the you merch. go. Huh? I had I told my guys I had some shirts for them, but I'll send some merch over. Maybe you can. Hell yeah, uh, baby. We'll be rock rocking. The podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You already yes, know. Sir. You already know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but right now, um, just like so, I guess from the beginning, um. It's like five and a half years ago. I actually opened my first gym with a childhood, like best friend. You know, um, we had little to no experience. We just knew, you know, we wanted to train and work people out and, you know, make some money. You know, right. we, both, sure. we both liked money. I think money was really the motivation at first. But then the fact that, like, you're going to the gym is work. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a, you know, payment in itself. So... Um, yeah, so him and I opened it up. Actually, like it, uh, his little brother came on like the next, the first week we opened. Uh, his little brother's best friend, so it was like four of us. Uh, it's pretty. It was really cool. We were, we were doing um, horrible in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> terrible. Uh, but for me, I was already doing things, given my free time. Like at that point in my life, like it had it had been like year three where I was doing basketball workouts three times a week at 8 a.m. for free, you know, 8 to 10 if I can get a gym or whatever. Whatever right. time I could get. Sometimes it was 10 o'clock at night for, like, high school kids. Mm-hmm. Free. Uh, I call it the lakes, but FDR Park in Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, me, and my, me and my buddy were just doing free workouts there. You know, just a bunch of guys, yo, come by if you want. Hopefully, you know, women were coming by. We're trying to get a more diverse crowd. But um, I would have did it for free. You know, I still do it for free. I still do it for free, to be right. honest with you. I still... Like this past summer, I just had a uh, free three-on-three tournament for kids ages 12 to 14 just to, you know, get them kind of coming off COVID. Like yeah, kids really in, in the park together, uh-huh. hanging not, and stuff. You've done a couple of those because I've seen my mm-hmm. boys played in one. And I yeah. wanted to ask you this too because was that your program event? 
or were you just in it? I went to ask you that. Yeah, no, because that is because so, I seen I seen like Chuck Ellis was there, Gilly was there. You yeah, had some yeah, the players in there. Game, yeah. yeah, man. Oh, there were some great players, man. Some like just from for me personally, like my era of Philly basketball, like those guys. I just say like you know. So to answer your question, yeah, I'm one of one of four. There's four of us, the co-founders. Uh, one of my my great friends, we played AAU together. That's how we first met. His name's Novar Gatson. Played for Ryder University. Okay. Currently playing uh, in Japan. This is oh, like shit. his eighth year. Um, so, Novar, Ramon Moore. Okay. Temple yep. graduate. Uh, went to South Philly High. That's one know. of my dad's favorite players. That's yeah, crazy. He's, Ramon's a, a bucket, man. They, um, but, uh, so, himself. And then, one of Novar's high school coaches slash, like, teachers. Mm-hmm. Great guy. His name's Brett Oslin. Just a mentor for Novar. And, for you know, I just met him this year, but... We keep in touch a lot. We got a great crew, honestly. Like it's just us four that run it. There's a lot that goes into it, and thankfully, our friends and family, like, pretty much did it pro bono. Mm-hmm. I mean, we gave them a check at the end, but they did a lot of work. You know, right. it was two nights a week for eight weeks, so they were giving a lot of their time. We were, and the crazy thing is, the games were so wild, like it was sold out. That's what y'all, I was gonna say um, that the turnout was crazy, yeah. man. I'm seeing videos; the stands are full. Well, you, you got, got people guys uh, like, jumping off the stands and shit. You got DJ Newbill, Penn right, State grad, right, Strawberry Mansion. You got right. Mike Cuffey, Strawberry Mansion grad. Mm-hmm. He's year 15 overseas. That's just crazy. Uh, you know, um, Samir Dowdy, the young guys, yep, Jaquan from, Newton, yep. every Tyreek Doran. Yep. Scooty Randall, yep, just named some guys like every every guy, and like like I said, especially in my era, I graduated high school in two thousand eight. Okay, I would say from like oh four to like two thousand ten, mm-hmm. countless they were all out there. Everybody, I I know a wasn't, good. Uh, wasn't 20, Chuck? Wasn't Chuck out there? Chuck Ellis? Yeah, so Chuck was um, the coach. He had a Chuck. Ellis okay, team. yep, yep, yep. Uh, there was a game or two where he had to play and have enough players. Yeah, 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 yeah. but he did bring out. B-Ball Paul, Paul yep. Reed from the Sixers, and Rajon Tucker Tough. from the Sixers. He actually brought Dwight Howard with him, but Dwight didn't play. He just uh-huh. was assistant coach. But it was really cool. I got to meet all those guys. And um, even at the pro end, like, I met a bunch of um, NBA guys that I know. The last game, I actually played in the celebrity game. I saw that. You was getting so, buckets to yeah. you dropped the tape. I'm like, let's <laughs> go, Steph. It was funny because Gilly, Gilly, Gilly yep. the kid, He's they're they're both good dudes. Like I only met them that night, but I follow both of them. I'm big fans yeah. of them. Their podcast, I'm a big crazy. Fan of. They get some great people on yeah. there too. But uh, it's funny because Gilly put up like a highlight tape. People are sending it to me because I'm in like every shot he made was in my face. But oh man! If you go to my highlight tape on Instagram, I wound up hitting three threes You're in a row him. with him. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. So yeah. I was like, you know, call people like, you know, oh, Gilly's killing you. I'm like, I had all right, let me let me yeah, uh, let me post something real quick yeah, then. Yeah, thank thankfully, um, uh, one of the, a great photographer named Sarah. I'm, I'm trying to forgetting. Excuse me, I'm forgetting. Um, her brother and herself have a videography like company. Okay. I'm, I'm forgetting the name. I'm sorry, Sarah, but she's <laughs> she's great, and uh, she made a highlight tape for me. So yeah, like, I think he might like it, she she made it for me and stuff, and that was the cool thing about the pro am was, um, it was legit like for the players. Mm-hmm. We had trainers, we had a commentator, mm-hmm. we had coaches, we had um, shit was uh, stream too. Yeah, stream live stream, and um, you know everything in between. I mean, there were as a player, 
uh, every game, every week you would hear a player go like, yo, this is like the most, and I'm not making this up. So somebody has said this to me like pretty much every week. Like this is the most organized like league I've ever been a part of. Like, Pro-Am I've ever been for a part real. of. So, and I don't take, I'm not saying that it was me. Like it was a group effort for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm real big on that as well. Like just going, I don't, excuse me. I believe in like, you can't do things yourself. You know, Thanks. everybody's always like, I, you know, I, I'm doing to do it all. I'm going to take over the world. I guarantee you're going to need help, buddy. The, the motivation will get you there, but. That's why there's two names on that board. Facts, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I'm gonna... sure there's other people that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Tyler, I love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's good. It's always good. Like, listen, maybe like you just said Tyler. Like, Tyler, shout out Tyler. But um, <laughs> it's always, like, good to recognize that to that person. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. He might not even care for you to announce him on the podcast right. but just to tell him like yo just want to let you know dude it's been really helpful that you've been you know been around and yep. do help help us for things whatever he's helping you for right. i'm real big on that and i always like i have trainers that work work for me at the gym and i try to give them as much clients as i can sure freedom as i can i'm not i say to them all the time like i'm not trying to be your boss i just want to help you you know become successful right. become a good successful trainer get a full book of business do this full time, right? And not speak, you know. Don't don't have to answer to anyone because you'll be answering to me. But I'm pretty, I'd be happy to answer someone like myself, right? Exactly. Not right. to you know sound too <laughs> like that, but I'm um, pretty easy going when it comes to that. I just, it's kind of like, uh, I'll be honest, like just lead by example. You yeah. know what I mean? So no one can say anything to you two because it's just you two, right? But like, if you were a team of four, you two were doing all the work. It's like. Listen, what are we gonna? What are you saying to me here? I'm right. here all day long. I work all day long. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's always like a tough thing. And um, you know, when I get getting back to this to, to the first gym I opened, I've last year around January 2020, right before COVID, I just broke away on my own and just said, you know, I wanted to do this myself. I was the only like basketball guy there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's it. And uh. It was more or less like we were just going in different directions, and it was one of those things like we we could have made it work, and there's no hard feelings there or nothing, but it was just made more sense if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know what I mean? It's just we all had we both had our own clientele, and we both kind of got too big for our one space. Yep. You know what I mean? So it was like one of those things like, listen, you know, I'm just gonna go do this on my own and wish you luck, and no one, you know, there's no hate there, nothing like that, and we just kind of, you know, went on our own. And it's it's been working he still has his place and that's tough you know i still have mine so so in terms of um like connections and you were talking about the pro-am and stuff like that when you're going down this path and everything that you're doing <clears throat> how do you go about meeting those getting those connections meeting the right people because how, at least how we think is is when you find somebody that's bigger than you that's going to help you grow mm-hmm. but when you start out so small it's very hard to land those people so how did you kind of go down that path of meeting these right guys that can get you off on the right foot as you move forward? Um, I mean, truthfully for me, and I think it just comes from like my parents and stuff. Like I just cheat. I'm never, and this isn't like to sound cocky or arrogant. Like I'm never wowed by anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'll treat everybody with the same smile. Like just because you're a CEO and you, you're doing amazing things or you're a uh, mailman, I'm just saying, you know, I'll, They'll get the same stuff, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a gem, bro. Yeah, and I think that, like, for me personally, like, it was always like, uh, 
you don't know what that person accomplished. So like, mm-hmm. right. why are you looking at them just because they got a t-shirt and shorts on? The guy could be a millionaire, right. especially in today's world. Facts. You know, like back maybe 40 years ago, everybody had a suit that was doing Yeah, you well. see like the pictures of Adam Sandler and he's in the <laughs> yeah. long shorts yeah. and the right. faggy tees. Yeah, he was just at Imhotep with all the players. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, really he's cool. shooting that movie. They got a couple mm-hmm. of people in there. Um, I, I know about like five or six people right now that are going to be in that movie. Yeah? Yeah. Actually, my college roommate, teammate just got picked for it. Yeah, it seems like yeah. they're going for because they got like, I think Maxi and Thibault and all those guys mm-hmm. in there, but they got a couple. I heard a, there's a couple of down players in there. Yeah, like, yeah. Like kind of, that's dope that they're doing that, man. They're, they're treating those dudes well too. Yeah, no, they, all the guys said that. Um, he's like so down to earth. Yeah, man. I'm a big fan of Adam Sandler. Love he, him. he, I grew up like watching him and stuff, and um, even his movie now like cracked me up. So. Yeah, he can hoop a little bit yeah. too. Oh so yeah, yeah. I heard you saying so, like kind of going on a different path, like mm-hmm. how you kind of grew a lot through basketball and now you're doing your thing and like you said how you're always trying to be good to everybody and stuff like that i feel like i mean you say that came from your parents but i feel like basketball probably had a really good impact on your growth as a man so kind of like talk about that like what like what i don't want i don't want to say what aspects of the game mm-hmm. but what things from basketball really helped you in real life as a man yeah i mean just because I hate I hate to cut you off. But no, the, no, I got the, you. The, the thing you said about having like a dude like there could be one dude that has a t-shirt and shorts on, but he's a millionaire, and you yeah, have like yeah. the dude that's the CEO dripped out. The same thing can be said on the basketball court. Like you sure. got the dude that has a new J's headband, armband on, light sleeves. He's that's garbage. Most the of the one time dude comes garbage. out, ankle yeah. socks, shoes untied, giving you thirty three. So yeah, like, yeah, got a belly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that a couple of times. But no, I mean like two things. True, is like to come to mind. And the first one is, is that, like, we can curse on here. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, I would just say, like, my mindset is like, no one's fucking with me. Right. And like, it sounds arrogant, but I didn't like. You need that. Shit, you know, right? these were my guys, but like, you're not fucking with me. That's right. just how I was on the court, and I think that like that made me a leader without even me being a leader. Mm. Like, I remember on my team that like I wasn't the captain or anything, but like. I had a lot of respect for my teammates. I mean, we all respected each other. We really, I was lucky, man, in college. Like, we were, we legit had, like, a brotherhood. So, you know, you guys, I would say the same. That's why I loved being around Panthers because yeah, it reminded me of, man. like, you go to war for these games. Yep. But so I would say, yeah, just one is just have that attitude, like, no one's fucking with you. You know, it's, and I say that because, like, it's not, um, it's not, like, it's not just about basketball. It's just, like, like in every every aspect of life, that's what I apply that to. And then me personally, I always wanted to be the leader. Yep. Like I always wanted to be like, I'll get it done. Like I'll do it. Like it's not a, and I, it wasn't to me to be like, ha, I do, I do that or, or throw it in your face. It was just like, I want people to know, like, I don't need no one's help. Right. I'll do this my own. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, and that was kind of like why I have the gyms now. So to answer your questions, I would say like one, just, trying to be like the ultimate leader and that that definitely applied to after basketball easily and then two would be just having that mindset of just uh, you know don't matter you know just like uh i always liked when will smith said that um we can get on this treadmill but i guarantee you i will die before i stop running right. like I'm not going to stop running until you do right. And I will die instead of stop running. Like, right. you know, it's just one of those things, like, that's how I looked at basketball. Like, I couldn't wait to 
you know, you get that. I think it's just competitiveness. You know, mentality like, is everything. Yeah, like you know, you get that that player that just transferred in. Well, all right, well, I'm guarding him, right? Because he just oh, he's hot shit. All right, mm-hmm. I'm guarding him now. And that's just how it was. Like, and I and you know what? I will be honest. Like something I'm prideful about is I think I brought that out of some of my teammates that didn't yeah. have it uh-huh. because I was always a guy like, like we're going to war, and like I think my some of the starters they knew like. Steph had their back, yeah. so like that was they were chirping. Yeah, I can, so I can, someone yeah. that really wasn't a chirper might start chirping because uh-huh. yeah. of me. Because I'm talking shit all game. Like, uh-huh. I just that's how I you press. still do that shit, bro. We play <laughs> open gyms with cash. All that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm talking shit all game. I got a funny story real quick. I tell you, uh, my my old teammate Kirby. I, I'm gonna send this clip to him, but um, we were having. I was a senior, and we were having like. You know, we just were in the playoffs, man. It's like end of the year. So everything's kind of routine. You know what it is. Like mm-hmm. Doyle does it, runs a great program in that mm-hmm. sense. So just like college. But um, so we're doing like working off the wing, like one-on-ones. So someone's not – whoever's listening, I'm, I'm sure they're basketball fans. But, you know, just playing one-on-one off of uh, off the wing, catching a pass from your coach and getting like four dribbles to score. So I come up. You know, we're going a little bit. I come up, it's my turn, and my teammate Kirby comes up to me. He's like, yo, you're, I'm doing pretty good. You're like 0 for 6. In my head, I was just like going through the motions. He turned something on, like on me. That So now I'm like, step back three. Yeah. I'm like, cash. This is who you recruited? You know, <laughs> I'm like, you know, boom, scoring him again. He gets the ball. Back up. I was screaming. I remember everybody's laughing. Rondo, Rondo defense. He can't shoot. Let him shoot. He literally shot and airballed. Now I'm killed. Now I'm like, you know, making sure he can't grab me. I'm slapping his yeah. hand. I'm getting a little physical. When I was a senior, he's a freshman. Right. To his defense, he was a freshman. But, um, you know, it got to the point where I hit like so many shots in a row, and I was screaming at my coach now because I'm just like at another level Fire screaming. The fuck up. And uh. My coach is like, get out of here, Steph. <laughs> like, <laughs> leave the practice. So everybody's laughing. My teammates are laughing. You know, not not in a clown way, just more or less like just get out. Like you just yeah. you know, you're stealing the show type of shit. Right. But it was so funny because um, that was like a story. Like I would never tell that about him to make fun of him. Yeah. Because everybody gets got in practice sometimes. Yeah. But he told like one of the times I was visited back to college, like, you know, a couple of years ago. He told like twenty people the story. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, "Yeah, oh, oh, this kid killed me in college." And started. I was like, "All right, you you're gave, the one you that told him." him. Yeah, I, I didn't toot my horn. You did. <laughs> yeah, no, it was funny, but it was just like that. That happened a lot, like in practice. Yeah. I was like, we all were. We were all blessed because my junior year, we could have beat. We could have beat a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. We we're a Division three school. We had a Division one tr- transfer. Uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, went to Chester High School. We had two Division two transfers. We had myself. I always said like I had D two and D three offers, and then we had um, like purest point guard, Chris Davis, play for Norristown, like backed up Khalif Wyatt. Um, backed up Khalif Wyatt. Yeah, and we just like <laughs> we had such a team where like, and then what I was getting at was when I was a junior, like the freshman probably could have started on other on other, other teams, teams in our league. Yep. Like for sure, could it would have been playing for sure. Uh-huh. Didn't even play, didn't even get in, to the point where 
Shout out my main man. You know him. He was my assistant coach, Brian Parker. Yep. Remember Parker? So this is my guy. You know, he's, we're still friends, but he didn't play his freshman, sophomore year. Didn't play. Him? Didn't play, right? Six, four. I'm gonna say, he, had that, he had that bounce too back then? Because mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you, like, all this, <laughs> all that. He, he, has, all he that. has a couple of nice uh, pictures of his dunks, but and he never went, played. To Ch- went to Chichester High School. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Hold on. So he got two, like, championships. Finished the senior year, all American, thousand point scorer. Yeah. So he got that in two. He probably had some points his freshman sophomore That's year. That's hard. But yeah. I'd be surprised if he had over a hundred. That's hard. Because he probably really didn't play. So, just like that's a type of level of of you know, talent we had on our team. Mm-hmm. We under uh, achieved my senior year. I mean, we wound up winning the ECAC championship, which is like I would compare it to the NIT mm-hmm. because we got kind of gypped out of getting into the playoffs like last game of the season we were playing i remember lycoming they told us we had to beat them by like 11 we beat them by like 26 and they said if you beat them by 11 you're in it was like a point differential yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we get on the bus we're all excited coach gets a call and said like it don't it didn't work out you're not in it was my senior year so i was like you know and i had made the playoffs every year Uh, i was sick about it i was really devastated but then we wound up going to the ecacs and that was when my wrath just came out yep. because I was ready to murder anybody. <laughs> we wound up playing Catholic University in the championship, and we spanked them. And um, Billy Donovan, coach, NBA coach, yeah, his son guarded me. Was you gave him, you gave him 30? Talking some shit. I think I had like 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had like two good games at the end. But, yeah, um, he came up to me at the end of the game and was like, yo, hell of a player. I mean, I respect that, but, like, that was a war because – it was just like they were a big powerhouse, like division. Catholic U was like a pretty, yeah. you know, pretty talented. Always had good players, and um, we were like injury, not motivated. You know what I mean? Because we kind of got chipped, and we're like, we got to play in this tournament, mm-hmm. but like, gotta win it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. like, I said to my teammate, like my other senior, in my room. I'm like, I'm not going in this tournament and losing. You're crazy. Facts. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we just made sure, like we, you know, we won it and stuff. And uh, yeah, that was a crazy game because. My center was getting bullied, and six seven lefty wingman at Mansfield comes out. Vernie is he's the center, you okay, know what I mean? Yep. So not really a true center, but yeah. you know played center he, for yeah, us. Yeah, he fits the role. Um, and it's almost halftime, and they're just sending bigs at him and just bullying him. They must have heard a report or something. I don't know. Right. But anyway, he was a little he's like injured as well, like fighting a knee injury. And I'll tell you. Two story funny. So he got his knee injury because we were in Florida for New Year's Day tournament. Uh-huh. We're down two points, two seconds left. I come off a screen, hit a three, bang, fall into my bench. Like I literally was right in front of my bench, fell, and he he tore his MCL or something in the dog pile of a oh fucking winner. Like I won, everybody jumped on top of me. And then, like, he – that's when he hurt his knee. And that, was gonna, like, that was crazy. in the middle of our senior year. So, kind of like, you know. I remember I was going to ask you about that game. When I literally was going to ask you to talk about the game winner because you posted that on your gram. And mm-hmm. that's the cleanest, like – I got a couple. I'm going to get Tyler that clip. <laughs> the, I'm gonna get, you hear the flex? Yeah, he got a couple. I know he got a couple. He's a big stepper. He's not a little stepper. He's a big stepper. But I, the, the clip is so clean because you came off the screen and you fading back. You got yeah, a shot yeah. where it's kind of – you got a high release. So, you fading back and it goes in. Cash yeah, like that. Yeah. That should look crazy, man. Yeah, it was funny. Is he was my? He still is my good friend. But we were 
had such chemistry at that point. My roommate, Brian Nerney is his name. I just went up to him. I was like, set a screen for me. Like, that's how mm-hmm. quick it was. So we it wasn't ran. even no set play. Like, nah, coach ain't nah, draw I this just, up. I just went where I knew, like, I would be coming off. I ran down to the opposite block of where they were down the ball. And I was going to come off straight. But I didn't think it was good. So I was like, I literally grabbed him, set him <laughs> on the, the elbow, and was like, set a screen for me. And that's literally, if you watch the play, he actually misses my the guy. But the guy went, like, so wide that he couldn't recover. Right. But, I mean, he did recover in the video. But that was – so, anyway, he hurts his knee. Now it's my senior. Now it's my last game, and I'm just fed up with the knee. Nothing against my boy Corey. His name's Corey right. Boone. I was just fed up. Like you know, I was so pissed. Like he didn't have it. He didn't have his injury. We probably won the championship again, mm-hmm. the league, the MAC championship, and because uh, we won it the year prior. And uh, so they're running down. He gets bullied. They're running down on a fast break. Uh, Catholic U center sets up on the block, like ready for the ball. My center gets up behind him, and here I come, and I just blasted both of them out of bounds like the oh, center for shit. catholic you tried to get up and i just like mugged him in his face and then i'm just like screaming at my Yo. center and uh like you know the, and and the ref has like thankfully you know this is my that would have been my third year in the league they gave me a tech and i'm I'm walking to the locker room it's like 20 seconds left in the halftime i'm walking to the locker room and the, and the ref was like i knew exactly what you did but i had to give you a tech like, right. i knew why you did it yeah but I had to give you a tech. He was like, they, they're they're being pretty rough on him. I'll watch it next day. So it was kind of like, yeah. you know, he it was it was justified. He acknowledged it. Yeah, he it knew was, why. He he understood it. Yeah, he it was justified. But I, but you know, he he knew like my center had to play a little more physical. But it was just one of those moments where it's like, you know, it's over. But yeah, you know, just, you know like, let me get my last couple of licks yeah. here real quick. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, but yeah, we want to win the championship. But and we won Alvernia University is where I attended. We won the the um. MAC championship, the, the the school's first MAC championship in 2011, which was really That's cool. Dope. Yeah, so we like you know we were the first team um, when they switched divisions to win that division. That's dope. Yeah, people, it's great. people, one thing people like people sleep on D three talent, man, because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand. Like, yeah, there's a lot of guys. I was a guy that just got recruited to go play D three, but a lot of people that you got playing D three either got recruited to big time schools and didn't have the grades. They either was at it where they were at a D one school or something yeah. and we're getting was getting no time. They had a chance to do it. Like people people really sleep on D three athletics, man. There's a lot of D three players that maybe undersized D three. Not at all. But I always say the difference is I, I feel the athleticism may not be there, but the skill is there. It's there. Nah, like you'll get 100%. a true point guard that, you know, maybe he's not fast enough to play for Indiana, but he might play for Liner and he might be you know, and he's like, still going to drop right. you. He's still yeah, going tween tween you. Yeah, still like, you all know, that. the skill to craft, like there were some crafty players. And for me, coming from the Philly Public League where it's just man-to-man D, right. you know, that's all I've ever played. Like you guys, Doyle, like much respect to Mike Doyle. Like you guys were whiz kids but compared to me. Yeah. Like I wasn't that intelligent. I just played off skill, I would right. say, my team. Just my senior year, we weren't that good. So whoever was the leading scorer, we just boxed the one. I just guarded that player. Uh-huh. That's just how we played. So – but I, when I got to college, running 14 and the flex, <laughs> you know, they call it 14 at Pencrest, but it's the flex offense. Princeton My guy's going to get that one. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, that's – I was getting eight, eight and up on it. I couldn't get over the screens. Yeah. I couldn't – this was my sophomore year. So I went to junior college my freshman year. Okay. I went to Manor College. Yeah, I went to Manor. Shout out Manor, Blue Jays. That was a great year for me because, one, I got my grades up, and then that, that allowed me to get a lot more money to go to school. Yeah. 
So our grades weren't were okay, but I also didn't know what I was going to do because I also played baseball, mm-hmm. and I had some baseball scholarships in high school. But, like, I wanted to play basketball, so I said there were some schools that wanted me to play both, like Chestnut Hill that's and uh, tough. Newman and Holy Family. That's tough. And, um, oh, that's, that's my watch. So. Siri! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, when I went to JUCO, um, it, it, it helped me figure out a lot because yeah. – I wasn't so, like when I went to JUCO, you know, I wanted to go D1. You know, I wanted to go D2, really. Like, I wanted to go to school for free because, like, you know, my parents, my dad's a truck driver, my mom's a server. Like, you know, I didn't middle class. I wasn't like poor by any means, but I also wasn't wealthy growing mm-hmm. up. And, um, you know, I just wanted to like try to go to school for free. So, yeah, Alvernia gave me a lot of money for grades and, you know, basketball. I guess that Division Three is really not allowed to give you any money for sports, but, mm-hmm. you know, they figure out ways that align with, you know, you as right. grants and all yeah. that, yeah. Uh-huh. you know, they'll uh-huh. figure out ways. And, um, you know, it worked out for me. And that's something like anybody listening, I would say that, um, you know, if you play at that high level, which is JUCO, Division Three, Division Two, Division One, like you're a very, very unique percent of, excuse me, all the high school athletes. People don't get that that are aspiring to play in college. Yeah. And not only this, this is a big point for me. It's one to be on the team. It's, it's another thing to play. Right. Because I, I watched kids that were my teammates play four years and never play, mm-hmm. but they were on the team. To me personally, I could never do that. I mm-hmm. wouldn't, I just want, I love basketball, but I could have never done that. Mm-hmm. I would have quit, you know, but, uh, you know, it's different when you're out there. You get that adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. everything that you've been working towards versus, you know, and the, and the confidence, you know, like, yeah. the, like, uh, when I first got to Alvernia, I, uh, right at winter break, I walked in my coach's office and I hadn't played. We were, we were like three and three, four and two or something. I didn't play yet. I might've played like three, four minutes when I was at Manor, the same coach was like, you would have thought I was Michael Jordan coming to the yeah. school. You got to get up. your ass on the floor, bro. So I just went into it. I was like, listen, it's all good. Like, you don't want to play me. It's cool, but I'm transferring. Right. Like, I'm going to somewhere to play. And I had. That's sturdy, yo. Yeah, not like, even causing a ruckus, nothing. Like, yeah. all right, it's cool. I told my dad the same thing because my dad was just like, he kept saying, like, Steph, once you get in, you know, once, yeah, once you show him, you'll be fine. But I kept saying, like, how do I, you know, so. I told him I was going to go to Widener or Arcadia, which was in Al- Alvernia's league. Yep. I was like, and you're going to see me. Like, right. You know what I mean? But, I'm going to give you 30. Um, right, what did he say to Right you? back. So he was like, you know, we're going to – we we see you fitting in. Now, I don't even know what he said to me, to be honest with you, but it made me stay. It got you on the floor. The next game I get in, we play Arcadia. I scored 27. Yeah. And – I had an article in the Daily News about me. <laughs> like it said First real minutes counting though. counting all Philly stars. And I was the head mm-hmm. I was the main picture, picture right? That. Scoop Jardine, Mar- the Mars twins, Dion Waiters, wow. Ramon Moore, who we saw. I, I just pulled this up recently. It was I had it like because I was moving from my parents to my house and uh I sent it to Ramon Moore because you know, we're good friends now, but back then, like, you know, I just knew him because of basketball. Right. And he was in the article too, which is cool. It was like all like just Philly basketball players yeah, yeah, yeah. that are Legends now, are now playing at the college level, so it was cool to like I couldn't believe like I was the you yeah picture. you were you yeah, were in the mix with that. Just a picture of me playing it, yeah, already, which was cool, 
And um, and then I never I started every game all the way all the way to the end of my senior year after that. I never not started. Again. So like what? Like minus six games? Oh wait, so I'm lying. Like the Division One transfer that transferred from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, he he took my spot my junior year, the following year. Um, yeah, you ain't like that. You ain't and like. And I was six man, but I was six man for I played all four spots. Mm-hmm. So like I played. You know what right. I'm saying? Because I could sub for the one, I could sub for the four. Yeah, exactly. Like I was playing. And the D3, you can kind of do that. It depends yep. on the personnel. But you could be a 6'2". I'm 6'2". Like, you could be a 6'2", and you might not have the speed and athleticism. So you're just a four. Yep. You know what I mean? You're just a, like a, a small four. Exactly. So, but yeah, he, he took my spot. But he wound up getting kicked out of school. And uh, we were like 7-0 and at the time. Damn. And he was averaging like twenty, mm. and he got like player of the week like four weeks. There's a loss, and he got kicked out of school. Yeah, yeah, but I got my spot back, and we won the championship that year. So it was cool. But we were living together, me and that guy. Yeah, so it was even that's crazy. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like? You were just cool with it, like no. I mean, oh, you know when what I mean? he was playing over me, yeah, like we you, were cool, was it, man. It was no, it was you no just lost your roommate. No, no yeah, beef well, he was. The one thing I'll be honest, like he brought it out of me. Yeah, you know, he was crazy. You know, like he was like me, mm-hmm. talking shit. Um, his name was Charlie Swiggy. He played for Chester. Um, he was much older than me, though. That that kind of I wasn't like. So I, when I was like twenty, he was like twenty four, okay. twenty five, and he was transferring. He was did a couple schools, yep. and he uh, but great player. Like yep. he jumped out the sky. He jumped over my teammate in a dunk contest at our school. <laughs> But like he was averaging twenty, and unfortunately he just like um, he wasn't he he got he, you know he got I don't know if he got fouled or kicked out or something, but he couldn't finish the season with us, and um, his name was on the plaque and all though. Damn, I don't know how that worked tough. out. But yeah, when we were roommates, it was me. They we were like the basketball house on campus. Yeah, right, it was that me, goes. him, and uh, my point guard from Manor. Uh-huh. I, I forgot to mention that he played for Upper Darby. They actually won the championship. When he was at Upper Darby, but oh, he um, he was at Manor with me. When when Alverney recruited me, I was like, I got a point guard. You need him, and he came. That's with me. So, true. So me, his name was Tad Gillis. So, you, you, so that so was like I, the beginning of the uh, recruiting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I was a recruiter in life. I tell you that. Nah, <laughs> I had a couple of jobs, man. That's what I was telling you. I wear, I wear, I wore a lot of hats in the past like ten years. Yeah, I was because yeah. like. Cause all the, cause I'm just, I found out you did journalism today, all this different shit. Right. You went to JUCO, I didn't even know that. Like, yeah, yeah. You definitely have all the stories, all the gems. Like, if you had to tell 21 year old Steph one piece of advice for the rest of his life, what would you say to him? <laughs> um, now nah, I mean, like, to talk to my old self, I would definitely say, like, don't put limits on yourself. Mm. And uh, I guess what I mean by that is just like, well, it's cliche, I think, but like, it, it's, it's, it's so Fitting. true. Like, it's yeah. Like, so I was a recruiter for a recruiting company. I was like, if you were an accountant and you're making 50,000, I'm going to try to find you a job to make 65, 70. Okay. I'll pull you out of that company and put you in this okay. company. And I'll get like commission off of that. That was my job. Like right out of school. Well, not right out of school. Cause I was like still trying to play overseas and everything. And um, when I got that job, um, you know, I really wanted to train and coach and stuff. But 
everybody's like, you got the degree, you got graduated. Right. Go get go your get money. A, go go do job, a nine to five. You know? yeah. uh-huh. So even when I had that job, I was running basketball camps and like oh. clinics. I was like 24. I was like 24 at the time. And um, when I so when I got that, then uh, was like, what was I getting at? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I got you. So I was saying don't put limits on yourself because when I had that job now, in 18 months, I went from making 30 grand. I got a raise to 65,000 in a year and a half. Damn. And I was the recruiting manager, which Damn. meant I had like four people running under me. So I went from like an entry level position to the manager right, in a top. year and a half. Uh-huh. I got that raise in February. I quit my job in April. Damn. Like five weeks after I got the raise and I got the promotion. I got that raise and I was like, Nah, like yeah. is this it? Like, because so you, you felt like you was, it was gonna be like I'm gonna have to commit now. I'm locked into this, and like, yeah, and, and there was more growth in that company. It was just more or less like this ain't what I want to do. Personality fit, yeah. Even my own, my manager, my boss, like she didn't believe that I was quitting with no job. <sighs> this is where this comes in. I quit my only job before I quit a week before I got hired at Pencrest. And that was my only job Damn. at the time. So once I quit, I that's when I started wearing all the hats. Yeah. That was a crazy yeah. time in my life. Like so soon as I quit, I was what did I do? I was a recruiter. So I wanted to train. I started like a, a recruiting company. It was just called uh Go Time Consulting. So I would just post Craigslist. So what I did was I called a couple uh, auto dealerships that are looking to hire people. And I called like a lot of companies, but That's dealerships smart. were like, I thought they would need like salespeople. Yeah. I think I had like a connection for something like, but you know, all right, here's Manny Ruffin. He has 10 years experience. Like he's got customer service skills, he's got great personality. Are you looking to hire anybody? Yeah. Okay. So can I set up an interview for Manny? Set up the interview. Hey, we love Manny. You want to hire him? What's the next step? Okay. My fee's 800 for finding Manny. So I would get like an eight hundred hour check. I got one eight hundred hour check. I got like ten five hundred hour checks. I got enough to give my partner at the time to be like, all right, let's do this. So yo, and that's what I was doing. Talk about fucking hustling, (laughs) all in shit during that time too. So once I stopped the recruiting, I was still coaching at Pencrest, and that was crazy. Like I didn't know what I was getting myself into, and I didn't want to. You know, out of respect for the coaches and the players, like I probably shouldn't have been coaching because I wasn't. I was very broke, and I was trying to start my gym. Like I remember that summer before, my partner was freaking out at me because I was doing the summer camp. Uh, but we had camp? just opened the gym, and it was just like one of those things. Like we opened in like May, and now it was like June. It was like Doyle's camp or, whatever, uh-huh. or July maybe. And it's like you're doing a camp, you should be at the gym. But besides that, I was doing demolition. I was doing demo, like clean outs, construction. Just anything to get the checks to keep funding it. Anything. like um, Reinvesting yourself. My second year in the gym, again, not making enough to, for me, you know, not, I'm not, not to say the word complacent is negative, but like being complacent can be a negative thing. Like you're, oh, I'm just going to make my little money at Pencrest and I'll do these odds and end demo jobs. Like, no, that's not going to give me a head. That's how I looked at it. So. During that, I took I got a teaching job at a Catholic school in South Philly, 
So I figured out the hours, like the hours were like eight to three. So I went to into the gym at 5 a.m. My clients at five, six, seven, drove right to school. School would get out, drive right to Pencrest, three to six, take clients at seven and eight, leave Pencrest, take a client at seven, eight. So I'd be up working like five to eight. But in that time, I was a trainer, a teacher, a basketball coach, back to a trainer. Yo, I don't know if we're doing, I don't know if we doing enough, bro. bro. I, I we got to keep up with dudes like, that's fucking crazy. Yo, because. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the truth, too. That's where the success no, no, no. stories Everybody come. who played Pencrest ball when he was there can attest, like, you would never think You that. would know, you would you know would that. Never, I knew you, you were going to say Not that. even that, because it. it's not even, like, on some shit where it's, like, the way you kept, like, it's, like, the energy in the gym. Like, I would never thought you were training at 5 a.m. past school and yeah, came with yeah. us. Because you barking at us, slide, slide, all that <laughs> shit. Like, this dude's been already up for, he's here on hour 14. I remember, like, Doyle, or, like, not even Doyle. That like, is fucking crazy. Justin and Ty would be like, yo, practice at 9, can we get there at 8 and do ball handling with yep. you? Meanwhile, I'm coming off, like, a 14-hour day on Jeez a Friday. I'd be like, yeah, I'm in chair at 8. And that's for free, you too. You are a I mean, fucking dog, yo. Like, I, I already that. had, like, respect for you was here, but, like, after that shit, bro, like, Appreciate root, that. Like, Thank you. That shit is like people like you, like everything you're gonna get through your gym, whatever impact you make, like you deserve that shit, bro. Because right, thank you. Everybody got everybody has the dream. Everybody wanna there's people that wanna have a gym, people that wanna have a podcast, people that wanna hoop, all mm -hmm. that. But that's the shit they don't see. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, damn, sure. I'm down to my last couple G's. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know where this is gonna come in at, but I'm gonna still grind this day out for the free. I might do this. You know, that's crazy. But, like, bro. just to add like to what you're saying. I remember it was Christmas time and uh, it was Pencrest season. And I was literally like hoping that Pencrest check came. And the checks for like a thousand bucks, $800 or something. Like, and I just got to, I was like really, and then I always tell my wife that now. Like, I remember times when I le legit had like 400 hours in the bank and I had like $3,000 in bills. You know what I'm saying? And like, right, and like the whole, I'm telling you, the whole check time. The check. Like, I love basketball, but, like, I shouldn't have been coaching at Penn. Financially, yeah, I shouldn't yeah, have been coaching yeah, yeah, at Penn. Yeah, 100%. But it was like I already got in it, so I wasn't going to be like, yo, I'm out midseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And we were, like, kind of rolling. So, Kind of uh, rolling. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Listen, Manny was my guy, bro. Because you were, like, I, if I would say I would relate to anybody, it was, like, Manny on the court. I'm not just saying that because he's next to me. It's because it was uh, – like he didn't care who he had to guard. At all. I was the same way. He he didn't care like that he wasn't getting the ball. I I most likely in high school and college was the leading scorer on my team, but like I was never the type to be like, yo, give me that fucking ball. Like right. I always hated that. Right. I might have did it in high school a little bit maybe because like we just didn't have a, a talented team. Right. So we were just you know. Yeah, but, I mean, um, you playing with a seventeen uh, uh, seventeen hundred point scorer. I ain't asking yeah. nobody for the fucking <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But like in in college, like you know, well you, you didn't get like to play ball. But like in college, it's like everybody was tired. Everybody's tired. Yeah, right. most most of the time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. So unless the team, you know, could be a little team might be ass, as they said. But right. you get on a good team, you know, you get on a good team. Like, oh, Bernie, y'all had five of them. Yeah, guys. yeah, we had a lot of good guys. Like so, it was one of those things like. Like I was a leading scorer, but I don't think I ever said like, yo, I, I need, to, I, I you know, I need, to, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but I, but, but yeah, man, like, you know, I just said to my dad today when I was leaving, I said I was trying to just tell you who he was. You know, my dad's been around so many yeah, players and exactly. kids I train and coach, and he don't know who they are. Right. There's so many of them, but yeah. I was, I was like, 
You don't remember Manny shut down that six seven guy in the Villanova championship? Yes, bro. We were was, there. We were I was, there. Listen, I was ready to, to go to war with Manny just just off of the defense he was playing. I think like I, I think like you weren't like we weren't talking, but every time you came off. I just kept saying like something to you. Yo, I just, yo, like, I, no, no, no. I remember it's like it was yesterday. I want to say something about that game too because you was talking about how like how to do your, your senior year, the freshman, you got a couple buckets and you're like, all right, now nah, I'm locked in. Mm. I don't know if you remember, it was the second possession and I'm guarding him, like guarding him up close how I usually do. He hit me with, like, this dude's six, seven, six, eight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Hits you with a whoop, whoop, baseline cash in my mid range. I don't know if I remember that. Maybe, they, yeah. they, they went, the stands went crazy. He wasn't talking. He wasn't talking shit. But he kind of even that look like, got this six one kid on me. This is a thirty yeah, yeah. piece in the chip. And that from that moment, I was like, hell no. Yep, yep. But I remember like that game. I was so tired. Like yeah, when you yeah. talk about like because you'll have games you're like, nah, I gave everything. I gave everything. No, that was the game. I yeah, gave yeah. everything. So I'm coming to the bench and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm like look at the board. I swear to God, Doyle's drawing from the board. I'm not looking. I'm like this. Yeah, and Steph's just there's talk- a picture like that. Steph's just talking to me like, just keep going, bro. Like he was like, I remember the fourth quarter. He said, one more quarter, just dig in, just dig in. And yeah. That shit was keeping me fucking going. Yeah, man. real shit. That I mean, like I remember, it's, it's a true story. Like I remember being in his face and like saying, like, because it was just one of those things. Like I've been there, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like in college, I, I averaged thirty nine point six minutes a game. It's, there's only forty minutes. Like yeah. I played every minute, every game, like no matter what. But like you don't realize, like. The minute you st- slack, it's over. Done. Yeah, exactly. Done. Exactly. And the minute you think like I gotta take this play off, yeah, that play might cost you, man. Yeah. That play might cost you the whole game. We got lucky that game, straight lucky. up. I will give the I'll give the effort, the intensity. It was all there. They gave us that game. Nah, easily, easily. We were done. We were dead in the water. I remember. No shot clock. Excuse me. Kid hits a three on their team. We come down. We score. Kid gets a ball again, shoots another three like five seconds later. We we score. I think they might have called timeout. He gets out of the timeout, shoots the first shot, misses again. But like the first shot he made was all like, you know, all yeah, this stuff. That little tan kid. Then he missed like three more in a row. We were only down 11. So every time he was missing, there was, was only like two minutes fun. left. All they would have had to do was dribble, and we would have had to foul. Bro, we down like twelve, and, uh, with like six minutes left. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember this play, but they had we had a turnover in the backcourt. They get the end one to go up twelve with mm-hmm. like six minutes left. I remember. I looked at Justin in the line, and I turn looked at Ty, and I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like I remember, there's that like you probably had it with your boys sometimes where you mm-hmm. had that look. It's like, bro, we're not losing. Like yeah, we might get we might get lucky here, but bro, we not we not mm-hmm, losing. Mm-hmm. I can't go like this. Yeah. Yeah, That's it was crazy, a great time. Because you were really, like, a lot of times, like, with because I had I was guarding the best player on pretty much every team. Like, there's a lot of times where you, you would be a battery in my back, like, yeah. Conlon would be a battery in my back, because that shit, like, you need someone that you can lean on. It's like, bro, I know you're going through well, it, man. I, I purposely sat. I was the last coach, so I could sit next to uh-huh. who the player. It was usually, like, whoever was the sixth man that yeah. year. But, like, who then it was, like, the first sub was sitting next to me. Yep. And I like took pride in that because like I wanted to talk to them. Right? Yeah, you can create that relationship with them. That yeah, like that I, shit was huge. And I think like everybody knew what I was doing. Like Doyle knew, Conlon knew, and, yep. and, and like I think it's like important. Like people don't realize like as a coach, like find your role because like you can't just do what the head coach tells you all the mm-hmm. time. Because like any head coach, if he's a good coach, that's not enough. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like Doyle just was like. Steph, I need you to do this, this, and this, and that's what I did. And he was like, oh, Steph's the best. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's, I think it was definitely like, you know, if, if he had any compliments, it was probably because 
I went the extra mile or Conlon went the extra mile or something yeah. like that yeah, because right. we were like all three of us were like similar in age and we all played like you know around the same time and it was just one of those things like um we were all trying well I don't know like about James more or less but like we were all trying like to get to that next level sure yep. so it was like a stepping stone job but then that's why and I, you meet all these great kids too and you're going able to make like that relationship with them coach Coach James, even though he was goofy sometimes, that was my dog yeah, too, yeah. yo. No, nah, we had a great coaching staff. Yeah, man. bro, we that really coaching staff. Like, I still talk to Colin. I still talk yeah. to Doyle. I talk to James here and there. And uh, I'm friends with Tate. Like, I I, had, yeah. I talk to everybody. Yeah. All good. Like, I love Pencrest, seriously. Like, you know, I come from the city, South Philly, like nothing like Pencrest High School. Mm-hmm. And I met Doyle through another coach who coached at Arcadia, who – told me I could try out for his team, and then I gave his team 27 that, that first game. He, But he's the one who introduced me to Doyle. And, uh, you know, I knew, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I tell you I wasn't financially ready. It's one of those things, like, I enjoyed it, and I also thought that this is a this is only going to be positive. Nothing, sure. nothing negative is going right. to come from it. Even, I only, like, even if we didn't win, like, it wasn't going to be a negative outcome out of right. it. Like, I was only meeting more people or – being more respected. And I love telling people now, like, you know, I coach at Pencrest and I make sure to tell them, like, we won two district championships in a row. Yeah, we did. You Just know, so, so they know, yeah. you know, what you're capable of. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So let me switch gears here for um, for a quick second. Back yeah. to the gym. I just want to know, and, and obviously this will be something cool for everybody watching and listening um, to, to just know and learn about because obviously for us, you know, we're going down the path of doing this all on our own and going off the beaten path down the yellow brick road and you're doing the same thing. (laughs) Um, So what's kind of the process of, you know, having your own gym, you know, the groundwork, the money, the grind, everything you were just talking about, you know, the courts in there, what Mm -hmm. all goes into actually setting that all up just from literally ground zero bottom up. Yeah. um, If you write down a business plan, Cause that's what they'll like tell you to do. Like uh-huh. you know, in college, they'll teach you that. And if you write that down, I would say to you, the minute you start taking action on your business, look at that paper, and you'll probably laugh at yourself of what you wrote down because you, so you thought it was gonna go like that. You thought it was gonna go like this. So no, it's not. It's not gonna go like this. And I and honestly, like, it's a quote that like I wouldn't say I stole from my coach because my it's funny, like, my college coach said this and my AAU coach used to say this. Never get too high, never, never get, get too, too low. low. And it, it, it's really true because, like, everybody says, Steph, yo, the gym, bro, you're killing it, you're killing it. Like, I'm, even if I was in my mind, I'm never am. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a problem, but I don't think it is. Like, I don't, no. I don't think it is. But, like, the groundwork, I'll be honest. Like, when I first started, I had no clue how to run a business. I was very intrigued on, like, I get to design this gym. Yeah. That was a big part. Colors and all. So, like, my private studio now is literally a spitting image of my warehouse, just smaller. Like, it's the same, like, got green surf, black paint, black equipment. Everything's, like, my scheme, color scheme and stuff like that. And, like, I took pride in that. Like, I designed the warehouse myself. Like, maybe you guys could share it to everybody for me at the Plex fitness yeah. academy sure man but i designed that myself like it was it was a shell it was open space and it's funny because um my college roommate like a couple months ago said 
yo, my little brother's opened in a gym. I think it was like Westchester or something. Can he call you? Like, he has some questions. And I was like, yeah, yeah, tell him to call me. So I take the call or whatever, and he's just like, hey, it's been like two, three months. I'm, I'm trying to get this business plan done, and, you know, I want to present it uh, to the bank, and I want to become a, a, a business owner and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, why are you taking three months for a business plan, right? But not even that, because that's it's important. Like you want to have some. I, I'm not saying what I did was like the, the blueprint. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's right. gonna have their own blueprint. Mm-hmm. But like for me, all the technical important stuff, I said to myself, like I'll get that done as I go, because actions speak louder. Like so, while I'm training people, like you guys, are, you know, like I say, compared to you guys, like you're constantly putting content out there. Boom, boom, boom. You want this big sponsor, right? You're trying to reach. All of a sudden, they love your content. And it's like only because you guys were doing this, you got those guys. Instead of like trying to figure out how Dwell to get them. all the nitty gritty yeah. stuff. 100%. And like I said to him, I'm like, hey, can I, can I be honest with you? Like I think the fact that you're taking so long to make this business plan perfect is like, I don't want to say a joke, but like it's it's slowing you down and it's, it's not going to help you. Right. Because... It's pretty simple, like any business, right? Figure out how much is it going to cost me to run it? How much can I make? Easy. Right? Some companies, or I would say like businesses, are like capped. Like if you can only fit a certain amount or if you only sell a certain amount because it's like maybe with how they produce it or whatever. So like you do the numbers, they seem cut and dry. But like with my business, it's kind of like sky's the limit because, you know, I can... So, like, me personally, like, I my motto in life is just for me is I can never fail if I continue to work every day. Exactly. So, like, I just got to go to work and train exactly. people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't fail. Like, even if you have a day, you make $50. Like, you didn't stay home and not do anything. Correct. That day you made $50, you might have met a few people. You never know. You know what I mean? So, so that's what was for me. Like, even when I was doing shitty, I was just like, I got to go every day. And even, like, my mom and sisters and all would be like... Like, you're working 12 hours, you're not making any money. Like, when's it? I just said, like, all right, it's, it's not going to be like that right away. Like, you know, because when I quit that office job, which I didn't mention, was like, um, you know, my mom's like, are you crazy? Yeah. Like, you're going to quit that job? Like, you know, shirt and tie job. My dad was yeah. like, yeah. You know, my mom didn't go to college. Nobody in my family went to college. My sister, I have three sisters. My oldest sister, I think she went to community college for like a year. But uh, nobody really, like, went to a university. And my dad didn't even finish high school. So, um, you know, I was, like, that that first person to go to college in my family. That's but, fucking dope, too. Add to the resume. Yeah, yeah right, right. But it was, right. it was like, funny to me because, like, like I said, like, you're going to quit that job? Are you crazy? Like, you know, and that's where I got more motivation. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? But the groundwork is, it. it's, like, like, for me, like, I had a vision on how I wanted to run it. At this current time, like I opened it in January, I had all these plans. At this current time, it's, it's not going like I planned. Mm-hmm. It really ain't, I'll be honest with you. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, but at the same time, like this is, again, not not the, but this is a point in time where like I could just say like, yep, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Done. Or I'm I can just like, no, F this, I ain't giving up. I got to figure out. So now I'm like doing innovative stuff where I've reached out. Like I got a couple people that are, um, doing a theater play using my gym to rent it 
I got a couple birthday parties. That's I got a couple of people that just want to um, use it to, to shoot around. Like, you know, any way, and may, I, I maybe, like COVID did a big thing for me, you know, it messed me up big time, like yeah. messed my business up. I, believe it. I was on such a roll in COVID, and then I got COVID. So it was like, but um, what I was getting at is like, I don't even think it was like a matter of like figuring out what do I do is now I'm in a, a situation where it's like, I got to make it work by any means like i gotta figure out how to keep this gym busy or like if you're selling water ice i gotta figure out how to sell water ice no one's yep. coming to buy it right that's so what we like, say there is no failing it's so I mean, there is no uh, that shit was so relatable because i don't know if you know the story behind how this started but mm -hmm. he had his own podcast before and i was just doing my own thing i'm working and going to school and shit i'm like i've always had a dream to hop on the mic and talk about sports but it was never mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and then he calls me one day because he's about to do his own thing and we have a conversation and we just sat there and we're like Let's do it, bro. Mm -hmm. There was no like whiteboard and this is month one, this is month two. It was yeah. like, let's do it, bro. We record on what? Wednesdays? All right. Um, Be ready. So that's let amazing. Me get yeah. media, let me get that and let's just pump it. Like, and that yeah. people don't understand nothing teaches you more than action. We've, we've learned the most from all of our fuck ups. Everything we've done wrong, we've learned the most from. And, and people don't like, once you get that ball moving, just keep walking. Just yeah. keep walking. It's gonna. The no, path, it's, the it's path a great will mindset. Show you where you where to go as you walk down. It's a great mindset. It's like, um, that's why it's cool. Like I enjoy talking to you guys because like Facts. I, I talk to a lot of people that like aren't like minded. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like there's not much to talk about unless yeah. it's like yeah. sports or whatever. Because yeah. like I'm at a point now, like, and and that people always say this, and you don't think it's true, and you guys are young, like younger than me, and I didn't think it was true at this age. But, like, if someone isn't doing something positive in your life, like, get them out of your life. Facts. ASAP. Jesus Christ. But, like, for me, I will be honest with you. Like, I'm a lover. Like, I, you know, and I, I'm, I care about my friend and stuff. Like, you know, I grew up. You guys said you've been friends since kindergarten. It's just one of those things, like, it's, you'll never, like, you don't hate the person. You no, don't resent them or nothing. It's just, like, you know they don't understand what you're trying to do. Yeah. So it's like when you're trying to talk to them and they're like, that's what's up. You know, you're like, all right, I'll just stop talking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's just like, you don't. And then like, I saw a quote and it was recent. And I was just like, this is so true. Like they said, you know, six people carry you in your funeral to your grave. What if those same six people lifted you up every day? Damn. That's some real shit, Damn. bro. I was just like, Six, six is a lot. I'm yeah, looking for bro. like two. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Bro. Like Damn. six is a that's lot. That's what I'm crazy. saying. You said you said you're looking for two. It's like that's why like me and Alex are are so close. And my boy Dave, this is his shirt. That's why me and him are so close because we both are, are, are we're all doing the same thing. And it's like yeah. those are people like they give me energy. Like I talk to them about they talk to me about what they got going on. And like I'm just like dude, I'm fucking motivated. Like I'm about to go record a podcast. Let's get content out. Like nah, that's great, talking man. to you, it's like bro, like. I remember telling Alex a couple of times. I told you this three weeks ago, Alex. And I don't know if you want me to say this on the podcast, but fuck it. Y'all going to hear it. Go ahead, bro. I was like, bro, all we have to do is get by. We don't yeah, need to no, get yeah. rich. We don't need to be up big. All we have to do is just get by to every Wednesday, record a podcast. Get to next Wednesday, record a podcast. That's all you have to do, bro. That's, I, that's been the mindset for me. Yeah. Bro. I mean, like, first of all, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, you're already successful. Appreciate that shit. And like, forget about your money. It's just like one, I could tell you both love it, which is which is cool, you know. And then two, like your setups, you know, dope. 
amazing. Like, it's cool. But, and uh, I'm not gassing you guys. Like, you know, I watch your stuff and all, and it's mm-hmm. just like, you see podcasts. Like, I like podcasts. Like, I, I listen to them. This is my first one. Like, I told you guys, it's cool. Yeah, it's great. But, man. um, it's one of those things like you could tell that you love it and you're passionate. And then like people watching, they know you're not faking it. It's like you exactly. love this shit. You know what I mean? It's like, and maybe that's that intri- that's intriguing because they're like, oh, I like watching Manny and Alex because you know they're yeah they're exciting, they're funny, they're uh-huh. they're hype. It's not like you're not watching a boring podcast. You know right, what I mean? So, right. and um, you know, so like I would just like that was hard for me. Like as younger, it's like, excuse me. When do you figure like when am I successful? Well, what's your definition of success? Facts. And that's is it money? that's different to a lot of different people. Yeah. For me, it was like one, like not to sound, you know, lovey dovey. It was important like that I spent time with my wife. Uh-huh. Like that I wanted to work hard enough so I can get to the point where I can see my wife. Yep. Because the first this is year six, like the first four and a half years, I would say up until like this summer. I really didn't see her that much. You know, mm-hmm. we saw each other like every night. You yeah, know, we lived yeah. together, but, but like we didn't really see time. each other. Yeah, and it was like, uh, for me, it was just like, I look back at it, I was, I was, I was successful then because mm-hmm. I was working all the time and I was busy making money and maybe I didn't own a house or I didn't own things besides a business. But like, I was happy because one, I knew it was going to get me there and then like, I say like, damn, I was like chasing the money when really me and my wife can take a day off tomorrow if I wanted to because now I got a few trainers and um, you know my clients have a more understanding of who I am so it's like if I cancel them not cancel them reschedule I try to never cancel clients but if I reschedule like it's not they don't take it like right to heart because they know like oh Steph taking a day off tomorrow and you like appreciate yeah. that because Clients can real quick be like, yo, F this kid. Yeah, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's canceled. But, like, they know, like, how hard I work. So, I think it's, like, a respect thing. Like, you know, if I say, like, hey, I'm not working tomorrow afternoon. So, if you can't come in the morning, I can't take you tomorrow. You know, most of the time, it's, like, all good. I'll see you Thursday, Friday, whatever. And, like, more clients are understanding. Because when I first started, it was, like, I can't cancel anybody. I have to work. Whenever this, whenever Alex asks me to come in, I got to be there. <laughs> no matter what, like if you were like a 20-hour client or a 100-hour client, like like I said, I, you know, just treating everybody right. the same. But Full like, circle. Yeah. So many, like, so many, like, yo, if you really like a young, ambitious dude listening to this guy right now, bro, there's so many lessons, like, in every sentence just about his journey, his path. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a couple things that, like, like there's, like, there's, there's synchronicities, like, Treating everybody the same, $20 client, $100 client. Yeah. Just having heart, being a leader, working hard. Like, I would have never thought before you came to practice, you just had a 12-hour day. I would yeah. have never, I would have never fucking thought. Yeah. I would, and I don't think you missed the practice. No. Just showing up every day. The I used to, and actually, I did things that, like, do it or any, didn't even ask, just out of love for yep. like them. 100%. Because I was a freshman coach. So, I was assistant varsity freshman. So, I was a head freshman coach. But our practice started at three. Sometimes, their practice didn't start till four. Yep. So, and their practice is going to 6. My practice is over 4.30. I could just go home at 4.30. Yep. But I would stay with them. And then, me and Ty would stay for like another yeah, hour. hour. Yep. And I would work Ty out. And he would get like 500 shots up. Remember? Yep. And we did that all through. And then me and Ty had like a 20-minute routine before every game. Yep. That's how much we were. And this wasn't like. Y'all were locked Like, in. we weren't practicing this. This was just like from. That was your routine. Routine. Like, yep. you know, just reps. You know, I'd just be like, yo, we're going to V-cut corner or whatever. Like, just say little words. And you remember, we were yep. just... In your zone. Yeah, I I actually appreciate that a lot. Like, because, like, 
Ty was like type of kid like he trusted me and like he would literally do whatever I told him to he do. He wanted to learn. Yeah, he wanted so. to get better. And that's not me saying like, you know, I was still a new coach, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I have more confidence now and I would say like my training now since I was there is definitely well, I'm a, you know, I'm more educated, certifications, all that stuff, just learning a lot. And at that point in time, I would just say I was going off of pure, like, being a baller. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, pure hooper. Just well, I'm going to keep teaching. it a stack with you because you said, like, how you always want to walk in every room, room be a leader. Like, and that's and, – and one thing I took from what you said earlier was, like, is that silent confidence. Like, no one's fucking with me. No one here can fuck with me. For some reason, like, I had no idea who you were. But you walked in for the first open gym or first practice – and you might have said something or picked up. A, it, it might have been something really little. And I'm like, oh, this dude, he's he knows what he's talking about. Like, he's a good coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think I think everybody had that respect for you when you first came on the staff. Because you know how sometimes, I'm not saying it, every team does it, but you get a new coach. He tells y'all put the ball down. You got to yeah. put the ball down. Yeah, he yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was like something about something about how you carried yourself or something. Yeah. When this dude talks, just listen. You always have that's that. That's like, to your point, like that's like this year, I got offered a coaching job to be an assistant. Uh, at Academy Park High School. Tough. And the first thing I said to the coach was like, uh, I read my text, actually. I said it to him the other day. Um, Did this kind of put time. you on the spot of like, you know, your time change of how you're going to have to, you know, newly develop your whole schedule just in terms yeah, of... Yeah, well, like the coaching gym. job, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So this is what I said. Like, I was like... Because I feel like that can almost, you know... Mess up your client time and, you know, everything that you've been doing now because it's, like, back to your whole point of how you hustled and you had to, you're doing all these other jobs. Like, you know, that can almost essentially not screw up that schedule that you had, but mm-hmm. then you got to rearrange everything from, you know, I had a client at 8 a.m. this morning. Yeah. Or I had a client at 3.30 yeah. and practice is starting at 3. So I say now, this to my trainers all the time, like, not to cut you off, is, like, your 6 o'clock, your 6 p.m. client does not care and doesn't have to care that you had a 6 a.m. client. Not fact. Correct. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, something that yeah, like bro. I learned. You're friendly with the person. You're talking to the person, the client, I'm saying. like you might, I could say, like, oh, I had a client at 6 a.m. Then I'm tired, like, whatever, because right. we're cool like that. But it's like you don't sit there and be like, I'm so tired. Like yeah, Someone yeah, came yeah, at yeah. 6, like, they're ready right. to go. Yeah. This is, like, their, their oh, time. Yeah. So that's a very difficult part of being a personal trainer, like, just the long hours, like, just standing on your feet. And, like, I might do 100 squats just by showing people that day. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I might do 50 push-ups just because I had to show somebody how to do a push-up. I yeah. might do 10 curls. You know, it's just crazy because, like, I'm big on educating, like, teaching. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I teach. I lead by example. Like, when I'm training, it's backed by science, but it's more or less, like, I try to put it in terms that, like, make sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, you might not say, like, you know, row back to your lat, like a bent over row, mm-hmm. just for example. I would, like, for me, I would say, hey, when you row, like, a lot of people go straight up. Mm-hmm. So they're messing up, you know, a lot shoulder. of different different areas, shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, tricep. But to me, like, today, I was just, for example, I was telling the lady, think about rowing to your hip. Yep. You know, just little things like that. It's like, that helps in basketball, so that, like helps in training you know, yeah. if that makes sense you know what I mean it's just like but but yeah I mean like to your point you know I'm at a point in my life now it's like if I stopped grinding like I was like four years ago I'm done my business would be done so it's not like I'm sitting here like feet up yeah. relaxing oh, yeah, 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 you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. like I I started my first client was uh 8 a.m today 
you know, I'm sitting here with you guys. That's what I'm and now you go do it again next tomorrow. Yeah, so. my first client tomorrow is a nine. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so you do it again. Right back to it, but um, yeah, I mean, like you know, I, just to your point, like what you said, like like hard work works, and it pays the fuck off. I will say that hard work works. Uh, it's, it's compound interest, like you saying, showing up every mm-hmm. day. It's just compounding, compounding, yep. compounding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steph, it's been great to have you on. That's all the time we got for you today. Um, just to hear your insight, everything you got, everything you had to say. Obviously, you're much older than us, so not not to give you something there. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, people, people, good, but, I feel um, 21, so I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Just to learn from you know doing something uh, that's I I have to say it again for like a third time, but off the beaten path and something that we're doing is really cool to see someone that like you said, you know, like minded and being able to go down that pe- that beaten path and get it done, um, regardless that for many people that have different. Uh, definitions to success mm-hmm. to be able to have you know your own definition grind towards that is so fulfilling for us to hear and give us that motivation to obviously keep doing what we're doing at such a young age doing this so we really mm-hmm. really appreciate your time here um you know all the best and get us those those goddamn shirts because <laughs> we're gonna be you, rocking yeah. we're no, I, I appreciate you guys for real man i wish you both the best of luck thank you brother you know, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, baby. Know, if you guys want to follow the Twitter page, head over to at ADED podcast for all updates. We are streaming tonight. I mean, that's not going to matter for you guys. You'll see this right. on Saturday and the Instagram where you will see us reposting all of Steph's stuff. He's got a big following on Instagram. So definitely want to pump that there for you guys. Uh, that's ADED pod on Instagram. Follow the goddamn TikTok, please. I'm trying to go live for you guys. I need a thousand. I need a thousand. I'm going to keep saying that. And the Twitch as well. If you're, if you want to see us live, which we will be, we have our, uh, our stream schedule posted every Monday on our Twitch, which is all day, every day show. There is no, the guys, I just, we, we love what we do. What I haven't f- said this in a while, man, but to have somebody in here that is, you know, with us in the studio just makes us feel so much more um, just aware of what we actually are doing Um, and just gives us the motivation. It's different than having our guest that is connected to a laptop that's connected to the TV in front of us. So it's, it's really surreal to be able to do this kind of thing. Um, And we just hope you're sticking with us and riding with us. Stay great. Be great because you're fucking are, man. This ship is moving and it's ain't going to stop for anybody. You've been listening to the all day, everyday show. With all my guys all day aj yes sir and the homie manny ruffin yes sir my name is alex jacobs but you can call me all day aj see you later baby come on you don't got one today that shit was broke <laughs> oh man that was cool man appreciate you guys <laughs>